Hello, fellow educators, and welcome to episode five of the Red for Ed podcast. I'm Jay. I'm Aaron. I'm Nick. I can't believe he's infiltrated our podcast. How did it come to this? Nick, what are you doing here? Um, you texted me. Oh, right. <laughs> no, you're not supposed Whoa. to tell him. You're supposed to go with it. So the reason we brought Nick on today is because the three of us basically spent the last 75 days together at the Arizona State Capitol. And let me tell you what, we are sick of each other. So we might as well just kind of like hash it all out here Live today. through it, I guess. <laughs> Group counseling. Yeah. yeah. Right. This is like a yeah. podcast for counseling. So since we last were on the pod about... Two weeks ago, we've walked out of our classroom and now have walked back into our classroom. So it's been a it's it's been a roller coaster of events. Yeah, we took a little hiatus there while we were out marching and fighting and listening to a whole bunch of legislatures. But we're back ready to chat about what's happened over the last week and a half. What yeah. was it like getting back to your kids? What, what did your school do? Anything specific? Yeah, so we had, you know, picture a football game with like the cheerleaders lined up in a yeah. in a in a line. Like a little tunnel. A little tunnel. It was like yeah. a welcome back tunnel. Oh, that's awesome. We had awesome. like posters and pom-poms. Yeah, it was, really, it was really neat. What about you guys? Uh, we got out our speakers. Wow. And we had Dance Party Friday. Oh, that is awesome. Oh, that one beats us. That definitely yeah. beats us. And I'm definitely pressuring my principal to try to do it every Friday. <laughs> just for Just, for, <laughs> just yeah. for fun. I mean, we do it in the office already behind closed doors. We just turn on music and all start dancing. But now we've done it in front of the kids, we might as, just, might as well just continue. Absolutely. Yeah, I saw some pictures on Twitter. It looked like they were having a good time. <laughs> they definitely loved it. <laughs> Lots of flossing. So Lots of let's start with last Thursday. Last Thursday? Yeah, last Thursday, which was the original walkout day, which was the march from Chase Field all the way up to the Capitol in 400-degree weather. <laughs> um, a, it was really hot. But B... That was arguably the coolest thing I've ever been a part of in my life. I mean, there was, according to AEA, which I'm sure the numbers are sort of close to this, there were 75,000 people there. And it didn't hit me how big it was until you saw that aerial shot. Once you saw that aerial shot, I was just stunned at what was going on. So I unfortunately didn't get to do the march because I um, made some meetings with some representatives who unfortunately scheduled it during the time of the march. But I thought that was most important at the time. Um, But it was crazy going off of what Jay said about how big it was because we were waiting outside the House of Representatives for our meeting. And when people started to roll in from the march and it started off, there was like maybe a couple thousand just there who didn't march. And then it was like. Boom, like so many people. Yeah, it was neat. Were you front of the line? Where were you? No, I was definitely not in the front of the line, right in the middle. But I had a student with me and he marched mm-hmm. alongside. And at the end, he goes, Can we, guys, you put me up on your shoulders? So I was like, Sure. So I put him up on my shoulders and we just like marched to <laughs> the Capitol together. That's awesome. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, it was, it was one of the most memorable things that have ever happened during my teaching career and during my life in general, just because there were so many people that were on the same page, you know, normally when you're at big events like this, there's always like, if you're, even if you're at a concert, there's like the one boyfriend that goes with a girl that doesn't really care about the music and he's just sitting there. You know what I mean? Right. Or you're at a protest and there's like the anti-protest on day one of the, of the rally in the March. I didn't see any haters out there. Yeah. Were any Nick Martin haters out there? Um, they typically stay away. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know if they're Nick Martin. They're probably Nick Martin haters. Now there's definitely Nick Martin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I did tag you with my first hater on Twitter. That, yeah, that's congratulations, by the way. I Thank you, I appreciate that. Yeah, so, Aaron, for you, day two 
was the day where you kind of started to mix and mingle with everyone. Yes. Um, I think I was outside all day on day two. Yeah. So kind of explain to everyone that wasn't there what that was like. Yeah. So being outside for the first time was was really cool. I mean, it was hot. Very warm. Yeah. Uh, I was a little bummed that it got called early, but I think that having um, some really great speakers was awesome. The band, uh, amazing. The band was, was my soul. Yeah. They lifted me up every day. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, we got um, some of our board members showed up on Friday to show some support and pass out some more stickers for our district. So it was a good day. So I felt like on Thursday, it was like this hype. We were all excited. And then Friday, we were all excited. But I don't think until it was probably Monday then when I actually started sitting in on these legislative sessions that Mm -hmm. I realized the... um, the size of the beast we were trying to <laughs> conquer. It was, there was so much happening. Yeah. That second half of the walkout. I agree. That yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It seemed like Thursday and Friday, like you said, was, it wasn't a party, but it was more of a rally. Mm-hmm. And then Monday, there was still that going on side, going on outside. But for the most part, we, the three of us, I know, and a lot of other people, especially liaisons were inside. And I mean, the beast, it was the size of, I don't know, it was huge. It was the biggest beast I've ever seen because it was just tough to sit through. I don't know how else to explain it. We, we, I left that, that House of Representatives frustrated a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? quite often. I think that every time you met with um, representatives, I only got a chance to meet with um, some of the Democratic ones, but it was like discouraging. But also not. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. But, like, it's discouraging the fact that a lot of things didn't get passed that we would have liked. But, like, the people who are fighting for us are so passionate about it. So it's, like, it's just good to know that those people are inside. Yeah, and it seems like with politicians, usually they're just trying to do enough to get your vote. But but this past week, I saw, like, the true passion and heart and care like, that you saw from a lot of the Democrat uh, legislators because they were fighting. They weren't just like sitting there just taking the beating. They were if they knew they were going to lose. Let's be honest. Right. No, Ducey's bill was going to sign no matter what happened this week, probably. But the fact that they took it to as far as they could go. Yeah, that was cool. I appreciated that. And it was neat to see them pleading with their Republican colleagues. But at the same point, it's just looking at the Republican side, it was frustrating because it felt like they were almost talking down to us at some point. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was sitting in one of the appropriations meeting and one of the representatives told us to take an economics lesson. Like there was definitely down talking happening. To be fair, I took econ as a freshman at ASU and I think I got a D. <laughs> so, so Jay still needs to take one. All so right. that guy, I agree with him on that one. But Nick, for you... Let's start positive here. What was one because <laughs> I know it's tough. What was one of the more uplifting things you saw when you were inside of the House of Reps besides that cup of coffee we got in the basement? Because <laughs> that was or the popcorn I popped. Yeah, I heard somebody was popping popcorn. <laughs> no, don't tell me. No, security if you're listening, it was not me and Nick. It was not us. <laughs> Whoops. I think that one thing was that I thought was very positive was I started sitting in the legislature or in the uh, Senate on Monday, listening to the school safety bill, and to see the March for Our Lives kids come in and sit with us, and it was almost embarrassing somewhat because they've been doing this now for weeks and weeks as I talked with them. And I was like, I cannot believe I 
Hey, I was never involved at that young of an age. Not in politics, no. No, not in politics. Yeah. And the fact that they've been fighting this fight longer than we have, it was just really interesting to see. But I think that was the most positive start to all of this was to see the young leadership come into the Senate as well and sit there and recognize that uh, they got a lot of power. Yeah. They got a lot of power and they have a lot of influence. And I was talking with one of them and they were saying it's nice that they feel like we understand them now more Mm -hmm. because now we know what it feels like to be ignored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they've been ignored. Yeah. And so I think that was the coolest thing, though, was to see them come in. And so it was like teachers and students all sitting there together. The one thing I'll say that I really loved was every single time I went into the House of Representatives, there was red everywhere. Yeah. People were not giving up. People were holding their elected officials responsible, which is exactly what you need in a in a in a democratic state like us, you know, it's like without those people there, they would have just snuck things through. I a hundred percent agree. And I also think that us having our eyes on them the whole time was like essential in making sure that it got passed and we could go back to our classrooms. Oh yeah. Because they yeah. definitely would have dragged feet. If oh we weren't there. yeah. And I mean, we left the Capitol Wednesday, well, Thursday morning, technically at what? Three thirty, Jay. Four three. Yeah. yeah um, but I know somebody else sitting in this room right now <laughs> <laughs> who may have stayed all night long. <laughs> yep. I sat in by the time I left, I think I had been there 28 hours. Oh my goodness. I ran into him the next day um, <laughs> and I said, Nick, you didn't change your clothes. Like you just fall asleep and woke up, rolled out of bed. <laughs> turned to me, definitely hadn't left. <laughs> <laughs> He's, let's just say when we saw Nick the next day, his body was there, but nothing else was there. It was like the walking dead. He was just like, what? <laughs> yeah, That's awesome, that was t- it was intense, but I wish I had enough energy to stay. I wanted to stay, but well, there was no way I was going. To. I found, I started like dip for a little bit and then I kind of listened to the Senate and I was like started getting angry again and so then I felt all the adrenaline pumping and I was like I gotta stay this whole time it was it was one of the most interesting experiences to sit I didn't get into the gallery but just to sit there and hear their closing speeches both Republicans and Democrats on the budget and uh, definitely worth it. Very nice. And then it. the band definitely was the only thing that made me make it through. Yeah, and I've, I've had this conversation with a few people um, about a few representatives on both sides of the aisles. And exactly, Jay, like, I don't want people to go out listening to this, like, all oh, these Democrats, like, get them off this podcast. I'm not listening. Because it, there's there were Republicans in there that were supportive. Mm-hmm. Their heart was definitely in the right place. Um, what I just saw, which was really frustrating, was the voting on your party line, no matter what it seemed. It seemed like to me, um, I know, for example, Carter, she is extremely supportive of public education. She was a teacher herself. I think that her heart is 100 percent in the right place. Not necessarily somebody I'm going to go around and bash and say, like, get her out of office, because I think that she has a lot of good ideas and a lot of good thoughts and supports education. I sat in on a uh, meeting with her, actually, and I would agree her heart for education is absolutely there. And so we need people like that. So then mm-hmm. when given the resources, they have that uh, expertise in education to make sure things are done. Absolutely. Correctly. Yeah. So a question I have for both of you guys, because I've been seeing this on the AEU discussion hub, which Nick, 
you're a big fan of, right? I cannot stand the discussion. <laughs> <laughs> not in the slightest. Well, just so everyone knows, Aaron and I, we love the discussion hub. Friends, do not believe everything you read. Please. That's all I'm going to say about the discussion hub. Anyways, back to the discussion, not about the discussion hub. Did Red for Red win or lose here? Won. I mean, I think that we have a little bit left um, because we haven't gotten all of our demands far from it. But um, the 20 by 2020 plan, I think, is as far as this legislature was going to give us. And so the fact that we have more funding in, in education right now is a win. I mean, think about April. Doug Ducey in April told us 1% raise was all he was going to give us. So Red Fred is the reason that we have more funding in education right now. It's not purple for parents. It might be a little bit of purple for parents. Yeah. Not. I, I thought it was going to be, but <laughs> but what do you think? Win or loss? <laughs> we lost Nick. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, I'll go. Nick, do you agree? <laughs> Can't have a purple for parents and not expect me to just want to fucking lose it. <laughs> Nick, um, <laughs> Nick, do you agree with Aaron? With <laughs> Nick, do you agree with what Aaron's saying, or do you think it was more of a loss, or what? Do you, what say you? I think that it is a win for us. And here's what I like to say: I like to say. Uh, no victory lap Ducey, right? Because he's trying to take a victory lap. Look what I did oh, for the teachers. Yeah. Absolutely not. Just three weeks ago, you told us you had a 1% raise for us and that you were only going to put an additional three, $33 million into education. And when Red for Egg came out, the, and you called us a political circus. Yes. Then Red for Egg comes out, and all of a sudden we signed a budget that puts an additional $400 million into education. It is not... A, as they say, we didn't win the war, but we definitely won that battle. And we get to take the victory lap on that. Because without that, we would not have this additional money. Okay, so so you brought up the whole thing about a political circus and Ducey calling us that. The only political circus that I saw was on the floor of the House of Representatives around 2.15 <laughs> in the morning. Because I was there in the gallery witnessing that circus. That was a circus. You know, for better or worse, that was a circus. Also, um, quick shout out to Representative... Cardenas? Yeah, Representative Cardenas. What a guy, bringing us all that food. Mm, yeah. Um, one thing that I wanted to talk about was... Because for me, it's not about politics. Yeah, we were there. We were on. We were at the House of Reps. But for me, one thing that I loved was the the organization of everything that was going on outside. I saw districts unifying together, which was a pretty sight to see. Our district has been known in the past for not necessarily being all in together, but it was really neat, Aaron, to see everyone kind of just joining the fight and getting all in. I agree. Um, I know I now have friends at like every school in my district because yeah. I spent my last week and a little bit with them. I sat up there in the gallery with them. I sat in appropriations with them. We hung out on the lawn. You know what they say? You don't become friends with someone until you sit in an appropriations committee for four hours together. Do they four say hours? That? No, 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 no. Oh. Nine or ten hours. <laughs> Shout out to Rosemary. <laughs> oh yeah, Rosemary is like is is Nick's. Go ahead. Go ahead. What are you gonna say? So now that Red for Ed, the rallies are over, and we look at the ballot initiative coming forward. Now, I know all three of us have been gathering signatures, so let's talk a little bit about what the Invest in Ed uh, petition is about. 
Yeah, so Invest in Ed, um, I guess this like goes nicely with what we were just talking about because we said, you know, we won that battle and this is our next battle. Mm-hmm. We need all of the funding we can get to get our five demands met because right now, if you're really looking at it, that 9% raise next year is only going to be about a 4.5% raise depending on what your district decides to do with the money. So the rest of that money, the rest of our 20% and our support staff and so on can come from this initiative. Um, the, the initiative itself is about getting, taxing the top 0.8%. So it's people who make 200, single people who make $250,000 or more a year or married who make $500,000 or more tax will move up. And then, um, single people who make $500,000 or married people who make a million dollars or more a year will move up just slightly more, um, do either of you guys want to talk about how, like, why is that, like, fair, we'll say? I know a lot of people are wondering why we did not go the sales tax route. Yes. And because if you do the math, <clears throat> excuse me, if you do the math, the people who pay more out of pocket when it comes to sales tax are those in the lower income bracket. Right. Uh, yeah. And so I otherwise think we'd be paying for a larger chunk of these demands than other people would. Absolutely. And some people said, well, doesn't everyone have to pay for it? And I'm like, absolutely. People already are. However, we have to look at other revenue streams for this. And we gave opportunities to sit down at the table and discuss whatever means it might be. And so when you refuse to listen to your constituents and sit down at the table, then we have to take matters into our own hands. And that's what we've done. And, you know, I sat down with some representatives over the last week who um, had... She gave me the longest list of ways that we could come up with revenue. This was one of those ways was to tax the top 1%. But there were other ways, too. And um, I know Cardenas brought one up in um, the end of the budget bills. And there were other ones, too. Like, there's digital tax loopholes that could be closed. There's um, taxing country club memberships. And those are just two examples that would have brought in a ton of money. But they were both shot down. So instantly. Yeah. And that goes to show the part earlier where we're saying it's not what they were able to do. It's what they were willing to do. Right. Right. And so if we had actually sat down at the table three weeks ago when we first started pushing for all this, if we had sat down, we could have actually found a guaranteed revenue stream that funded all this. So for people who said, well, I voted against the demands because they're not or the amendments uh, because they're not sustainable and you can't do that within this budget. Absolutely, you are correct. You could not meet those demands within this budget. Right. But that's why we need to relook at the budget. Right. The best part about this initiative, if you ask me, is that it's voter protected. Yes. So that means that the the legislature, the governor can't go in and say like, oh, well, you guys had that for a year. Good try. Now now I'm going to do whatever I want with it. No. The voters, it'll have to be voted in, but the voters have protected it saying that this money goes to education no matter what. Right. So the money that we would get from taxing that top 0.8%, it would be about 700 million, give or take. And what would happen is 60% of that money would get into the the certified staff raises mm-hmm. on a yearly basis. And then 40% would go to uh, funding for the district where they could use it for all day kindergarten. They could pay support staff, you know, maintenance, whatever, buses, whatever it is, that 40% could go there. So $700 million is a lot of money. 
And that doesn't include the amount that we did get with the 20 by 2020 plan. Like, we can't forget, like, even though it's not what we wanted, it is money. Sure. And so it's just awesome that we'll be able to reach all those demands as long as this gets voted in. Sure. So so some of you are probably asking, how do we do that? Mm -hmm. Just yesterday, Aaron and I were down at AEA headquarters, and we started volunteering to get signatures uh, on the petitions. And, Nick, I know you did it at First Friday. Oh, yeah. How was that? Quite an experience, like First Friday always is. Tell me a little bit about <laughs> how did people, like, respond? I found that the majority of younger people were willing to sign the petition, and those who were definitely older were more reluctant. However, I was also, think part of it had to do with uh, I got a lot of people walking by and didn't want to listen to what my petition was because there are so many petitions out there. Right. And That's First Friday true, draws out yeah. a lot of those typically more um, controversial petitions. And, but immediately when I said invest in education, they're like, what? And they turn around and make, oh, that's different than the other petitions I've heard tonight. I'm like, yes, it is, friend. This one's real. No. But, <laughs> but I definitely thought it was a, more, a younger demographic, which part of that might just be it's a younger demographic at First Friday. Too. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One thing, some I totally forget who told me this at one of the rallies or what day it was or what time of day it was. But someone said, you know, even if I disagree completely with their ballot initiative, I feel like it's their right to try to get it on the ballot and then I'll vote no for it. So I feel like I feel like if you talk to people about it and, and explain to them like, hey, like we just want to get this on the ballot. A lot of people <laughs> that might be hesitant would probably do it because. We're educators. Everyone's heard for Red for Ed. Even if they don't necessarily agree with it, I feel like they have a – if you're respectful and if you talk to them about it and have a conversation, they're more likely to sign and say, hey, good luck. See what happens. Couldn't agree more. Aaron, what do you think is the message going forward now? I know we talked about the uh, invest in Ed. We talked about the next steps. But what do you think the message going forward is? I think the message going forward is um – Small victories. That's my message. Continue fighting for small victories. I'm going to come up with a saying right now that kind of goes with that. Okay. You tell me what you I'm think. Ready. Rome wasn't built in a day. Absolutely. Is that really a saying? That's already a saying. I just he came just, up with it on the fly. No, he didn't. Um, thoughts? You like it or? No, he did. That's really a <laughs> saying. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, am I crazy or like I've heard this before? <laughs> Nick? My message? I think the message that we have to continue to think about is who are we electing to put into office? Yes. Again, no matter the party line, are you electing people that you truly want to represent what you believe? I mean, it the lack of professionalism and the lack of respect for each other was so disheartening. And I think that we have to remember that when it comes to November. It does not mean you have to vote one in, on a specific party. Just when you are looking at your party lines or whatever, look at who you are going to represent and really do your research into them because – it was scary. And on that note, stay involved and go yes. vote. Like, I yes. heard a statistic the other day. This, like, breaks my heart because we are teachers and we teach our students that, yeah. that voting is important. 20% of teachers vote. That was my pen dropping. That makes me very angry. That's that's, that's upsetting. Ridiculous. You know, and, and the thing for me is we, I've run into a couple of people that said, I'm not even registered to vote. This has to motivate people to yes. get to the polls. It's so easy. You can you can register to vote online at the uh, MBD. Yeah. Was it in Arizona, the MBD? I don't know. I, I always, thought it was the I, DMV. I've always called the DMV, but that's wrong. 
I don't know what it is. The place where you get your license plate. You can go online. Guns to the vote. My, my license plate I get through the mail. And you now can get your voter ID card through the mail too, people. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Thank you for <laughs> listening to... No, no, no. Thank you for listening to the Red Fred podcast. Do not forget to send us your emails. Tell us what you thought of the rally. What was your favorite part of the walkout? Whatever it is. You're thinking about Red Fred? Type it up in an email and send it to us. Our email is redfored podcast at gmail.com you sure i'm definitely 100 sure <laughs> but i have gotten an email so i know that i'm giving the right one because otherwise i wouldn't gotten an email guys no hashtag nashtag no nashtag no no and please think twice before posting the discussion hub <laughs> but don't think twice about emailing just send it but think twice about posting <laughs> all right so that'll do it for episode five we'll be back Maybe tomorrow, definitely Wednesday, Aaron. Okay. Um, Nick, thanks for coming on. We yeah, really you got appreciate it. Appreciate it. And we'll uh, see you soon. Red for red, right, guys? Yes. Yeah. And Podcast. careful what you post on the discussion hub. Very careful. I think maybe we should be ending it with invest in it now. Ooh. Ooh.